0: and welcome to the daily Gator daily thought if you are left you just ain't right podcast this is saturday july the 16th the middle of the month of july and that's why it's so hot outside A few people bitching about the heat and i have bitched about the heat yes in summer it gets hot i never amazes me or fails to amaze me how many people you meet and just casually at the grocery store or something, and you, you know, you're you walking by and waiting for this lady to pick a damn bottle of ketchup and get the hell out of your way so you can go on with your life. And you and someone's waiting also for this idiot who can't pick ketchup for some reason. Uh, you're having a discussion. You start up, and it comes. oh, man, it's so hot outside. Oh, yeah, thank God for the AC inside. It, whatever. And you both are just really going to scream. Will you get the hell out of the way, ketchup hog? But you can't do it because you're you're polite people. So the moral of that story: don't be a ketchup hog. We don't have time for ketchup hogs in America today. Let's start out today, my friends. Let us start out with the story from Jerusalem. Uh, the Israeli military, according to ABC News attacked what it said was a Hamas military site in the Gaza Strip early Saturday in response to a pair of rocket attacks overnight. Can you imagine Gaza, the terrorist, gumbag swine, actually trying to kill innocent Israeli civilians? Oh, whoever heard of such a thing, right? Uh, But anyway, uh, rockets were fired, Israel military responded. The exchange took place hours after U.S. President Joe Biden also known as president mumbles concluded a visit to israel and the palestinian territories the army said its fighter jets struck an underground complex containing raw materials used in the production of rockets hamas again Terrorists? rockets trying to kill israelis no say it ain't so uh so good for israel defend yourself don't ever apologize for 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 defending yourself and you peace activists, you people who pretend the Palestinians are the victims here. No. Israel respects human rights. You can live in Israel and be a Muslim, be a Jew, be a Christian. Even be a Lutheran. You can even be an atheist. You can be whatever you want in Israel. You know why? Because Israel has laws that respect human rights. and equality for women and things like that. But the Palestinian government, Hamas, the terrorist scumbags, they don't believe in those things. Okay? Hamas bad, Israel good. Yes, some things in life are that simple. And that is that simple. And that's all for that one. Let's move along. I posted something earlier. Uh, Allison Felix, she is a United States track star, maybe the greatest ever. She won 19 World Championships, 30 medals. Uh, Yesterday, she just won her last medal. She she is retired now. It was a bronze medal. She's 36. She's still faster than most people. I bet she'll be faster than most people when she's 86, probably. Uh, But she won her last medal. Good for her. And, again, 19 World Championships, 19 Olympic uh, gold medals. Or not gold medals, but medals in the Olympics. Absolutely ridiculous how great this woman was. And again, good for her. Very proud of her. And I salute her because she is an American. I'm an American. America won. Americans win. We need to salute our heroes. I don't know Allison Felix's uh, politics. I don't know her ideology. I don't know her religion. I don't know anything about her. I know she's a a phenomenal star, and I know that uh, she could probably, well, she could probably uh, win a race with me if uh, I had a five-mile head start, and it was a mile-long race. But, again, incredible athlete. And here was the purpose of posting it. I get sick and tired, especially from you leftists. Somebody's a hero. There's an icon. They're they're oh my god, they're so incredibly talented. And then they say something or or support something political that you don't agree with, and you pretend they're the scum of the earth. I don't know Allison Felix's politics. I don't care. She's an American icon. God bless her. I'm proud of her. I'm American, she's American, thus I root for her when she's doing uh, well, she's retired now, but whenever she does her uh or any Olympian that's American. Good for y'all. God bless you. Thank you. I fully uh, am capable of, of praising them for their athletic venture and, and what they do as Americans. There's no politics needed. The biggest thing about keeping politics out of sports is because sports fans really dislikes the sport or multiple sports. Keep politics out of sports and keep sports out of politics. And that goes for activists, athletes, reporters, fans, everybody. Can't we just get along enough to enjoy, I don't know, a football game, a hockey game, what have you? Can't we do that? And again, I I can point my finger at some people on the right who do it. But by God, the left is like it's constant. It's like they're on constant alert for finding someone who has uh, dared to utter the wrong phrase or the wrong word at the wrong time and they must be condemned and buried enough enough okay keep your activism out of sports keep sports out of activism if you're an athlete and you want to speak out on something controversial do it when you're not playing the game do it afterwards tell ESPN or whoever you're going to have a press conference And go have your press conference. Say whatever the hell's on your mind. I fully support your right to speak. I may completely disagree. But I think it'd be a whole lot better world and a whole lot better country if we got back to a place where we could just say, Wow, look at this great American Olympian that just retired. How great she was. God bless her. And not give the first damn about who she votes for. Can't we do that? Please. Thank you. Now, let's take the sports for a minute, and let's talk about an athlete who is, well, maybe the greatest basketball player that's ever lived. In my opinion, he is. Uh, who I think has uh, done a lot of good, and, and I, I, he's certainly done things I deeply respect. Uh, but LeBron James, shut up, okay? Okay. You know, I remember a story about LeBron James. They were at an airport the uh, when he was with the Miami Heat. And there were some military people coming through, wanted to meet the team, basically. And LeBron was like, hey, get your butts up. These people, let's go say a lie, hi to them, greet them, meet them, all that stuff. Good for you. But then LeBron James went woke. And so many of the things he talks about it is activist about he doesn't know anything about and i'll never ever be able to look at lebron again and not see that he posted the picture information of a police officer who dared to shoot a teenage black girl that was trying to gut another teenage black girl with a knife and lebron called this guy a murderer and basically put a hit out on him by publishing his name his uh, picture, etc., etc. Let's talk about a scumbag move. But LeBron has now, uh, well, he doesn't like Boston Celtic fans. Now, when I first started watching sports, my favorite basketball team was the Philadelphia 76ers. They were my favorite team because I remember watching a news story about this guy named Julius Serving, Dr. J., who had played in the ABA, the ABA and NBA had merged, and he was going to the Philadelphia 76ers. He'd been traded from the then New York Nets, which became the New Jersey Nets, and are now the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but he went to the Sixers. I immediately became a Sixer fan. I started watching, and I was amazed by what this guy did. Frankly, 50 years later, I'm still amazed at some of the things he can do or could do. Uh, but anyway... That's how I picked my favorite player back then. Okay? And I was, fell in love with basketball. Uh, and here comes LeBron. So I didn't like Boston Celtics fans because Sixers and the Celtics, huge rivals. Huge rivals. So it was always special when Dr. J and the Sixers would play the Celtics in the playoffs and knock them out. Like they did in 77 and 80 and 82 and of course the celtics knocked us out a few times like 81 and 85 so it was a mixed bag but a great rivalry but i've always respected celtic fans because they're passionate uh they do the right thing they're they're fans that uh really love their team and do it i think the right way i remember the 82 eastern conference finals the sixers blew open a big lead. It's clear they're playing in Boston Garden. And it's clear the Sixers are going to win the Eastern Conference and go on to play the Lakers in the NBA Finals. Lakers-Celtics huge rivals for many years. And the Celtic fans toward the end of the game start chanting, beat L.A., beat L.A. It was a great moment for them. I'm like, Wow, these Celtic fans really, they're not just about their team. They love their team, but they also hate the Lakers. And if you hate the Lakers, I love you. I'm just going to say it right now because I despise the freaking Lakers. Also despise the Yankees and Florida State and Notre Dame. And I can't think of any oh, – all the Dodgers. Don't like the Dodgers all either. Uh, but I think that's pretty much the teams I loathe and despise in, in sports. But anyway – to me, the Celtics fans were always really good fans, but LeBron James has called them, well, called them a bad name that starts with R. Uh, he was talking about his least favorite cities to play in during the latest episode of his show on HBO, The Shop. I've never seen it, to be honest. James' business partner Maverick Carter mentioned during the conversation there were no there were places where fans can literally take the game from you. Uh, the Lakers superstar mentioned Boston was one of those places. Uh, the, the show's co-creator, Paul Rivera, asked LeBron James why he hated Boston. And LeBron, using his best English skills, said, because they racist as fuck. Yeah, that word begins in F. That's why. They will say anything, and it's fine. I mean, F. It's my wife. She's been dealing with them her whole life. I don't mind it. I hear it. If I hear someone close by, I check them real quick. I move on to the game. Whatever the F they're going to say, whatever the F they want to say, they might throw something. I got a beer thrown on me leaving the game. Uh, I'm worth over a billion dollars, so you probably don't feel sorry for me. No, I don't feel sorry for LeBron. Uh, Let me see. Carter said Boston was the only place in the NBA where they have t-shirts saying F LeBron. A whole lot of F words in this one. James added, yeah, it's like a F LBJ t-shirt. I believe they probably sold it at f team shop. LeBron's vocabulary might need some work. I've been known to use some choice words at times, but uh, it's like the crutch word for LeBron. You know, if LeBron has, is buying a kid, a couple of kids' ice creams, he probably says, let me see what the kids might like. Let me get a, a vanilla cone and a chocolate cone. Oh, I got one more kid in. Uh, 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 give me some of the effing flavor. LeBron, seriously, dude, you're not stupid. Quit talking like it. Uh, James and Carter, by the way, are both investors of the Fenway Sports Group. That sports group, word Fenway should include you in, Fenway Park. Uh, They own the Boston Red Sox. Liverpool Football Club. The Pittsburgh Penguins. And RFK Racing. If you hadn't known by now, LeBron's really, 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 really rich. And somehow he got that way in America, which he has hinted before was racist as F again. LeBron, get a new word, dude. Seriously. Now... Let's move along. I seem like I'm getting in a hurry today, don't I? Like I'm trying to get things out in a hurry. Uh, let me see. NBC5, DFW, is in Dallas. Fort Worth has a story. Actually, the story is everywhere here. But the Texas Medical Association says that some hospitals in Texas have keyword here reportedly... Refuse to treat patients with major pregnancy complications for fear of violating the state's abortion ban my understanding is that if it's a medical situation where the mother is her life's in danger there's no law against that in texas okay so i don't know what this is if it's maybe a case of someone up upstairs in the and the corporate part of the hospital saying, well, what if we get sued and worrying about that? I don't know if it's just left-wing propaganda, basically. I'll go with left-wing propaganda for now. I don't know if it's true. It might be. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, so I'm not going to say I am. But my gut feeling is it's it's a little bit of play-acting here, a little bit of drama for effect. The story says some hospitals in Texas have reportedly refused to treat patients with major pregnancy complications for fear of validating the state's abortion ban. That's again from the Texas Medical Association. Uh, the association did not name the hospitals, but said it's received complaints that hospitals, administrators, and their attorneys may be prohibiting doctors from providing medically appropriate care in some situations. I don't think that's legal. I would be stunned if that were Actually, the case where doctors were forbidden by law from treating a woman uh, whose life is in danger. I don't believe that. Uh, such a case as an ectopic pregnancy. I don't believe doctors are forbidden in Texas. I think this is a propaganda used to, again, do what the left does. Because the left doesn't care about truth. I do care about the truth. That's why I'm telling you I am not 100% sure. I'm telling you what I believe, what I think, what my gut tells me. I'm not telling you what to think, I'm not telling you how to think, and I'm not telling you it's the absolute gospel truth. See, I'm not Don Lemon. I'm not a a media hack. I'm someone who cares about the truth. Uh, Let me see. The association, again, did not name hospitals. Uh, but they said they received the, the complaints that hospitals, administrators, or attorneys may be prohibiting doctors, according to the Dallas Morning News, from providing medically appropriate care. Texas law bans most this is the current law bans most abortions after about six weeks of pregnancy. It was called the heartbeat bill, and it's a good bill. A total ban that includes exemptions. Did you hear that word, boys and girls? Exemptions, LeBron probably don't know what an exemption is. He might know what an effing exemption is, but he doesn't probably know what an exemption is. But if a woman's life or health are in danger, so if the current law says this, um, why would the new law say anything different? That's my point here. Again, current Texas law bans most abortions after about six weeks a total ban that includes exemption if a woman's life or health is in danger will also take effect in the coming weeks following last month's u.s supreme court ruling overturning roe v wade so the law that's going to take effect that apparently that that uh, supposedly doctors lawyers and administrators of hospitals are so afraid of actually they say it, it prevents certain care for, for sick mothers when their life's in danger. Yet the law, this piece states clearly the new law protects those, those mothers' lives in those situations. I said that poorly. I apologize. So again, under, you see why I doubt things? When someone says hospitals are not treating pregnant women Sometimes when they need emergency care, they hint at that very strongly. And then they say it's because of this law called the heartbeat bill. And then they say that the law, when it actually takes effect, will have an exemption. So this bill that's supposedly causing it has exemptions that prevent what you say is happening from happening. That's why I call BS. And now let's move along to something different, my friends. Yahoo News has a a column out. Uh, It was from a USA Today writer. Carly Pearson wrote this. Uh, I'm not sure if she used Crayola crayons instruction paper and construction paper. Maybe it was magic markers. I'm not sure. I think Magic Markers might be a bit above her her mental grade, frankly. Uh, But anyway, this came out uh, Monday. Again, Carly Pearson, USA Today. She says, she writes, We must repeal the Second Amendment if you want this country to ever be safe again. Overly dramatic first sentence out. I mean, let's go right for the gut-wrenching, overbearing, contrived emotionalism as soon as we can. Uh, whether it's killings by police, like the 60 bullets fired into Jalen Walker. Jalen Walker, of course, had an illegal gun with him. He fired a weapon at police during the police chase. He also was wearing a ski mask. I mean, who doesn't wear a ski mask when they drive around at night, right? Right come on not only do I wear a ski mask and carry an illegal gun when I'm just driving around I also insist all my passengers have illegal guns and wear wear ski masks because that's just a common thing to do right? But anyway he also ran from police and during the run at the end of his run where he get end up getting shot he actually turns very quickly toward police in kind of a firing type you're pulling a gun and firing at the police motion. And, yes, the police shot him. People get hung up on the number of times. I don't know Uh, if it was necessary not. I don't know how many police officers were chasing him on foot because he had abandoned his car and gotten out and and run, still with a ski mask on, of course. Uh, He didn't have the gun on him. It was in the car still. But, again, how would police know that? But we've made a martyr of him again. Let the case go to trial, and we'll, we'll see. I'm not judging one way or the other. I'm just pointing out some inconvenient facts for leftist narratives. Uh, but anyway, she continues, or by civilians like in Highland Park, Illinois, Ovalde, Texas, or Buffalo, New York, our national record on gun violence is an international embarrassment. It can't be reformed without doing away with guns entirely. We have over 400 million guns. And we're going to just get rid of them. Will we find a, a genie's lamp and rub it three times and then get three wishes? Or just have to rub a genie's lamp once? I don't know. But anyway, you rub the genie's genie's lamp, the genie comes out. Oh, please let the genie look like Barbara Eden looked. Oh, my God, that woman. Uh, so gorgeous. My first love at four years of age was Barbara Eden. Man, I had good taste. Uh, but anyway, how are you going to make the 400 million guns go away? You're not. So the the column starts out very badly by her demanding something happen that is never going to happen. Uh, states like California, she writes, and New York that have tried to get to set restrictive gun laws can do little when guns are trafficked in from other states. It's always the other state's fault. These guns come from Indiana or whatever state they want to blame. Somehow the guns, when they're in the state they come from, they're they're trafficked in illegally, illegally breaking laws. But the guns come from these states, and supposedly the guns are the problem. How come the guns don't cause a problem until they get to a new state? With really great and awesome gun control laws that, like, don't work. Yeah, that's what I want. I want a bunch of laws that won't solve anything. It'll make more people defenseless and more criminals more emboldened and more able to to uh, to rob and hurt and rape and kill and wound innocent Americans. That's that'll be like cool. That's the mindset of this idiot, Carly Pearson. Uh, What's more, she writes, legislative attempts at restricting gun rights were recently shot down by a Supreme Court gone rogue. Rogue, I say. Notice the way she put that. Legislative attempts at restricting gun rights. She accidentally got something right. You're trying to restrict a constitutional, God-given, natural right, Carly. That's right. You know what that makes you? Let's be honest. Charlie, you're an oppressor, you're a statist, Uh, you might be a fascist, you might be a Marxist, you might just be some totalitarian wannabe starter kit, but you just openly cried out for the government to restrict constitutional rights. You don't like the Constitution, do you? Odd for a writer that they wouldn't respect the Constitution, or only certain parts that apply to them. By the way, I bet you wrote this column on a computer, laptop, PC, something. You know, the First Amendment doesn't mention computers or word processors or typewriters or any of that stuff, Carly. So I guess the First Amendment doesn't protect your right to freedom of the press, according to your logic, with the Second Amendment not protecting our rights to own rifles. Huh. See, Carly... It is not very bright. That's the problem. She continues, we're way beyond what the framers ever had in mind for gun rights already. And for a selective originalist Supreme Court conservative majority, does that somehow that they're originalist and they're thinking, in other words, you know what originalist means, right, Carly? It means you go back to the founding of the country, the original document, and you say, I believe the founders meant what they wrote here. So I'm going to rule that way in this case. Originalist is a good thing, not a bad thing. A justice who does, is not an originalist, is trying to what, Carly? Rewrite the Constitution in their uh, biased view. That's good lawmaking to you? That's good uh, judicial law interpretation to you, Carly? She continues, it's hard to justify glossing over the history behind the Second Amendment. Oh, my God. I am so triggered right now. Much like we did away with the 18th Amendment, which was Prohibition. That was a stupid amendment. Seriously, stupidest thing I can think of. When it no longer served us, it never served us, Carly. Just like your ideas wouldn't serve us. It served criminals really well. It's time to do away with the archaic constitutional amendment holding Americans hostage in their own country. You know, none of the firearms I've ever owned and I bet any firearms I will own in the future have ever held me hostage. They've never attacked me. They've never shot me. They've never woken me up in the middle of the night and forced me to drive to an ATM and withdraw $200 and give it to them so they can go on a shopping spree. Never. They've never threatened me if I don't buy them beer. They're just guns. They're inanimate objects. Kind of like your brain, Carly, an inanimate object. The fact is this. You don't stop bad guys or bad people from doing bad things by punishing good people. Imagine the absurdity of this position. Let's say you have four kids. Seven, eight, nine, and ten. You had a successive years. Then you said enough. More than more than likely, your wife told her husband, "Enough! Don't touch me with that thing again, or I'll break it off." But you have your seven, eight, nine, and ten-year-old. Let's say the seven and ten-year-old are little hellions. They're always causing problems. They're always fibbing to you. They're they're messing up stuff. They're harassing the cat and the dog. Eight, nine-year-olds are are really good kids. They're very well-behaved. So to to make your seven and ten-year-old act better, you punish the eight, nine-year-old. Does that make any sense to anyone at any time at any level? Of course not. That's what you're saying to law-abiding gun owners, Carly. You have to give up your gun because some thug over there stole a gun and went and committed a crime so it's your fault or maybe they're stupid enough to believe that guns have personalities that they're uh they have little brains and they act on their own accord let me see let's continue it's time to say hey hey ho ho the second amendment gotta go oh so creative did you smoke the whole joint before you came up with that one, Carly? Or did you just take a couple totes? Uh, let me see. Wrong thing there. She says it comes down to this. Here's the real problem, according to Carly. Americans, you just can't handle your guns. <laughs> That's like telling a redneck they can't handle their beer. Yes, they'll do stupid things, but They can handle their beer. They just need some liquid courage to make them act stupid like they want to be stupid. Americans, again, 400 million guns, over 20 million AR-15s out there. Uh, You've got millions and millions and millions and millions of Americans. Every day of their life, they carry firearms. They carry them concealed openly. They do it legally. And you know what they never do, Carly? They never accidentally shoot themselves or anybody else. They never break any laws. Concealed carry holders, some of the most law abiding people. In fact, I think they were the most law abiding group in the country. They're very responsible. They take it very, very seriously because it's an awesome responsibility. Now, Sorry, folks, I was hearing a noise outside. One of my neighbors is doing something very loud. I don't know what the hell they're doing. But anyway, uh, Carly's under the... Maybe that's Thunder. I think it's Thunder. Was under the impression, or is under the impression, that guns are capable of harming people by themselves. She says, we can't handle her guns. Uh, she writes a whopping 692 mass shootings in the U.S. last year. That's a whopping exaggeration, a whopper of a lie. Again, she's using stats, I guarantee you, from some left-wing nutcase group that lows the Second Amendment. And look at that, that uh, number 682 mass shootings last year. That's according to the Gun Violence Archive. I believe uh, Bloomberg, the little, little totalitarian wannabe from New York, I believe he started that group. Uh, they define mass shootings as having a minimum of four victim shot. Either injured or killed, not including any shooter who may also have been killed or injured in the incident. In other words, they make the standards so low that everything's a mass shooting to inflate the numbers so they can convince Americans that they need to give up their guns because they hate the Second Amendment. It's that clear. In 2021, more than 45,000 Americans were killed with firearms, she writes. And while we have just over 4% of the world's population, as of 2017, we had over 40% of the world's civilian-owned guns. Again, we have so many guns, yet the violent crime rate here in America is uh, 5.7, I think, per 100,000. That's very, very low. It's not even the top 50 countries in the world. And again, that's for gun, that's for all violent crime. Studies have shown between 500,000, the most conservative estimate, and 3 million, uh, the most liberal uh, guess, is that that's the number of times a year firearms are used for self-defense. Many of those times, in fact, the majority of those times, the gun's never fired. It is shown, it is brandished, and the bad guy has a change of hearts. The, uh, the CDC, the left always says we need the CDC to look into gun violence and gun deaths. They did a few years ago. and You know what they, they said? CDC said that defensive firearm uses, in other words, firearms in the hands of law-abiding citizens using the firearm to defend themselves, happen at least as often as crimes are committed with firearms. Did you hear that, Carly? So effectively, what you would do, is you could go as far as saying you're, you're wanting to double the bad use of the firearms in this country because the bad guys are going to have them, Carly. I, God, I hope you're smart enough to realize you can't snap your magic little fingers and make guns disappear. Even though I'm starting to wonder, i got to be honest. Uh, there have been 2,069 school shootings in Americans since 1970. I believe that is a false statement as well. Uh, according to the Center for Homeland Defense and Security's Naval Postgraduate Schools K-12 uh, K twelve School Shooting Database. I haven't looked into that, that side of that group, so I can't comment on the validity. But after every shooting, all we see from most Republican lawmakers is talking about locking doors. It is a good idea. Why do you think the lock's there, Carly? I mean, if doors were kept unlocked and bad guys knew it, Eh, don't they always tell you, lock your doors? It's one of the one of the common sense things you do. Yeah, when Republicans say, lock your doors, make sure your doors are locked. You're somehow a nutcase. And the ever-popular thoughts and prayers. Well, if, if someone praying for another person in a bad way is offensive to you, Carly, you've got problems a lot bigger than everything else. Uh, meanwhile, other countries, all the other countries... They tighten gun laws after mass shootings, including Canada, which still has a relatively high gun ownership rate, but much lower gun homicide rates than compared with the United States. Uh, I just looked at the stats a couple of weeks ago. I forget where Canada was. Uh, but again, there's not a big difference between our number and Canada's. So, uh, again, most of the worst countries now are in the New World in Central and South America. To be honest, Uh, some African nations, some Arabic nations. But again, the United States is like number 55 for violent crime. And if guns cause violence, we'd be a lot higher than that, obviously. We have more guns than people. And again, millions and millions and millions of people own guns. Millions and millions and millions and millions of people carry guns every day. And millions and millions and millions of people go hunting every year. And the the number of times they do something wrong with that gun is infinitesimal. Kind of like your brain, Carly. It is completely ridiculous what she's trying to assume here, that somehow we can't handle our guns. If we couldn't handle our guns, the the, uh, homicide rate by firearms would be astronomical. And just so you know, Carly, uh, the people who are shot by police, when it's proven to be completely justified, as almost always is when police shoot somebody, or when an armed citizen shoots somebody, whether it's a home invader, someone attacks them on the street, whatever the case, almost, almost every time it's justified, those via those uh, homicides, they're still called homicides justifiable homicide, but they're included in the stats, Carly. So you have to understand a lot of the people that are killed by gun violence are bad guys getting shot by good guys. Again, think before you're right, Carly. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, she calls our Constitution antiquated, uh, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep up arms shall not be infringed. We are often reminded of the last 14 words of the amendment, completely overlooking the first 13. Actually, no, Carly. But those 13 words, she believes, provide critical historical context, which our cherry-picking originalist Supreme Court has glossed over in favor of expanding gun rights far beyond what the founders ever envisioned for the Bill of Rights, and at the expense of American lives. Actually, the founders were very much supportive of the whole body of the people being armed. Jefferson said it. Hamilton said it. Washington, Mason, Madison. Keep going and going and going and going, Patrick Henry. All the founders said the same thing. Franklin might have heard of him. Thomas Paine might have heard of him. All these people believed in the right to keep and bear arms, and they wanted the people armed. That's why they wrote the Second Amendment. That's why, if you notice, Carly, since you brought the Second Amendment into it. It says a well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state – founders didn't believe in standing armies, remember that – the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Carly, if they wanted the right of the militia only, the founders were very clear in their writing, they would have said the right of the militia to keep and bear arms. They said, they didn't say militia twice, they said they noted militia being regulated, meaning trained. Not meaning regulated by the government, but being trained to how to properly do what they needed to do. Then they also said the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. Very clear, Carly. All you have to do is read it with an open mind. Uh, And the column goes on and on. You can read it again at Yahoo News. She also insists the Second and Third Amendment were meant to be read together. Um, They were not intended to protect people from AR-15 style weapons. So, let me get this straight. The Second and Third Amendments meant to be read together were about protecting the people from of the professional full-time militaries. They were not intended to protect the people from one another. So, in other words, you don't have a right to self-defense, according to this idiot. And they were not intended to protect the people from AR-15-style weapons. The founders never thought about AR-15 guns AR-15 rifles. You know why, Carly? That type of gun did not exist in 1791 it's again like me saying that the founders wouldn't want you to write your columns on a computer a pc a laptop whatever because those didn't exist back then so they weren't covered so they aren't covered now carly you are a stupid human being can i just point that out my friends uh but go read it at yahoo news uh it is entitled americans can't handle their guns uh, she writes for USA Today. I believe the column there is behind a paywall, which I'm so sick of. <laughs> uh, now let's move on. Let's move on here. Final story of the day. And I'm just going to give it to you like this, my friends. I already wrote about this on Daily Gator. That is dailygator.net, the new address. not dailygator.com anymore. Delegator.net. New location, new site, new host. Same charming guy running it, though. And that's me. Wait. Same charming, handsome, debonair guy. I get it right that time. Uh, The other McCain, Robert Stacey McCain. Wonderful blog he runs there. And he has some historic thoughts on our democracy. And I want to reference a little bit of this. This It's so important because... When people ask me what's wrong with a country, it's our Constitution. We don't abide by it anymore. We don't even know what the hell it is. Uh, here's what Stacey McCain writes. America's form of government is unique among nations in that we are a federal republic. You notice he didn't say democracy because we're not a democracy. And yes, the difference is essential. Other nations may call themselves such, but they do not have our distinct history in which 13 separate British colonies having fought and won a war for independence from their homeland then developed a new charter for their combined government as a federation of states. As a condition of ratifying that charter, the Constitutional Convention of several states, most particularly Virginia, insisted... It must be amended to include guarantees of certain rights. Most of the provisions of the Bill of Rights address what the Americans had inherited from the Whig tradition in England, uh, religious freedom, trial by jury, things of that nature, or else seek to prevent the sort of abuses of the power, e.g. unwarranted searches and seizures, by which the colonists had felt oppressed under the British rule, but the most unique expressions of the rights our Founders saw fit to prescribe were contained in the Second Amendment. That's the right to keep and bear arms, which shall not be infringed. Are there clear words that shall not be infringed ever anywhere? I don't think so. And the Tenth Amendment, again listen carefully, the Tenth Amendment reserving to states all powers not delegated to the federal government. Notice that's the states delegating to the federal government. I don't know if subservient states delegating things to an inferior federal government. Hmm. Maybe there was a right to secede. I don't know. It's a fascinating discussion. We'll have it sometime. Uh, In both cases, these amendments express the concerns of the anti-federalists, which would become the Democratic-Republicans, Madison, Monroe, Jefferson were some of the key, Andrew Jackson, uh, some of the key uh, anti-Federalists that became Democratic Republicans, that the federal government might obtain too much power, becoming not the servant of the people, rather the master. You cannot understand our Constitution and its Bill of Rights without studying the debates over ratification, a point made by M. E. Bradford in original intentions. On the making and ratification of the U.S. Constitution, every student of American history is, or rather should be, familiar with the Federalist Papers in which Madison, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and John Jay made their arguments in favor of ratifying the new Constitution. But those arguments cannot be fully understood without reference to the arguments of the Anti-Federalists, who opposed ratification. The Constitution could not have been adopted as the supreme law of the land if its proponents had not succeeded in assuring delegates to the state ratification conventions that this new government would not become a centralized, tyrannical power, as the anti-Federalists claimed. You also should read the Kentucky and Virginia Resolutions, written by Jefferson and Madison. Uh, read those, but very important points he made right there. You go, please go read the whole thing. A title of it is historic thoughts on our democracy at the Please go read it. Uh, Stacy McCain is incredibly, incredibly brilliant writer. He really is. And he does so well writing this. And this is the most crucial thing about our country right now is that our, our politicians, our leaders they have no clue what the Constitution says. The Constitution has become almost totally irrelevant. It's like the old, uh, it's like the ashes of your great-grandparents and grandparents sitting on uh, the hearth above your, your fireplace. Oh, they're there because you're honoring your ancestors, yet what they did to build the family, what they did to build uh, the land, what they did to build your values and and create whatever the family created, You ignore all that. You just kind of point to them every once in a while. Yeah, that was our great-grandparents and our grandparents. One day, your mother and I will be there. And one day, you'll have kids. And then you'll be. It's like people who do that and then forget about what the ancestors did. Don't forget the face of your ancestors, my friends. Please go read that piece of the other McCain. God bless you. Take care. I'm out of here. Three golden rules to life. If you're left, you just ain't right, and never will be. Go Gators! And yes, God bless America. You want to become a financial contributor to this podcast, go to Anchor by Spotify, Hagen, uh, and you'll find the page you can link and become a monthly contributor, subscriber to the podcast. And uh, that's it. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. God bless. There's a thunderstorm coming, so it's fixing to get loud in here. So you have a good one, my friends. God bless you. Take care. We'll talk to you. Hopefully tomorrow is Sunday. Hopefully it'll be tomorrow. But take care. Be good. Behave. Say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. And for God's sakes, brush your teeth, you pigs. Y'all have a good one. We'll talk to you manana. Take care.